as always, if you're sick, always stay, stay home and go see your doctor uh, because we know this much, COVID spreads very, very quickly. Uh, but the other thing that's been spreading very, very quickly is socialism. Five by Five Nine podcast. Uh, my name is Tommy Tribble, and I was leaving space for Ram, but he did not miss the cue. Sorry, missed the cue. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? I'm Ram Riz, um, the guy behind Five by. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the pod this week. Welcome back. Uh, welcome back. And today we have a very special guest. Um, he's he's the uh, he's the uh, co-chair of the Fresno chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America. A man of many hats and the biggest fan of the Five by Five Nine podcast slash newsletter slash upcoming media conglomerate. <laughs> David yes, here. Hello. David um, Paredes is here. David Paredes. It's it's Hi, it's David. pronounced Paredes. Paredes. Uh, Paredes. Yeah, pa- Paredes. Yeah. So we should have we should have asked the person. Yeah, we should have. Listen, uh, I I have a feeling, but I I I'm very insecure about my inability to. To roll, roll my R's. R's. So I said, well, if I try and fail, that'll be bad. So I won't yeah. try. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's all good. Um, I mean, I used to pronounce it the way uh, like the white teachers would pronounce it, like parodies. <laughs> but you took parodies. Parodies? That's, That's pretty like bad. Greek. That's like Greek. <laughs> parodies. But I've like learned to just like love where I come from. And so mm-hmm. I try to just pronounce my name the way. The way I think it's supposed to, but it is, which yeah. means walls in Spanish, nice. actually. Um, but mm-hmm. yes, I am the biggest five by five nine um, fan. He, he was until we number one supporter. His name. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> then he became the second, second. one. Um, but, and I'm like very happy to be here. It's um, it's turning out to be a pretty spicy podcast, as promised. I mean, I've been following since the beginning, and <laughs> it, it was promised. Oh yeah. And, so go ahead. The spice was in. Spice has been there. Uh, like, yeah, what am I getting uh, myself into? I love this thing, but. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, no. So, so I heard some yeah, stuff, especially in this. <laughs> but yeah, there's been other. I don't know. We should. I wish we had the paywall, uh, so I could discuss. More, we can get even spicier we'll behind the at paywall. Some point. One we'll get, day. Once the paywall is up, we're gonna. One be day, it's so all about shit. But we will. We are already talking shit on this episode because we just watched. An episode of the Devin Nunez podcast with this one was guested with our with my favorite council it's member. The on Ju- the it was council. the July seventeenth episode. July seventeenth episode with Gary Redfield and I want to. I want to start with positives. Wait, wait, wait! No, before we before we even talk about it, I want to put a disclaimer. Okay. Disclaimer to Devin Nunez if you ever listen to this. This is a this is a bit. This is a joke. None of it is. Real criticism. Please don't sue us. I do not want to be sued by this. We guy. believe that our commentary on the podcast our, represents fair use and parody. This is fair use, especially parody, because we are not use. reproducing the podcast in any way, as far as I know. I mean, I might, might play, play some clip clips that is between, uh, but Devin, if you're listening, don't yeah, sue you me, can. please. I'm a I'm a big fan. You're let's let's just say you're a good podcaster. Off top, I will. Mm-hmm compliment you oh so, good podcast so put those lawyers on a leash 
just a bit. Yeah, please don't. It's I mean, you did bit. lose to Cal, so I mean, it's like, just a bit. I heard I about know. that. They lost. I just, I just started yeah. following that account, the Devin Nunes Cal. The Nunes Cal yeah. account. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, but he's in Parlor now, so he's off. Wow. I don't even. Know yeah, it's like conservative is. Twitter, uh, right? It's a bit. It's a bit, Dave. Uh, Devin. It's a bit, Devin. It's a bit. Don't sue me, or any of us. But he Anyways, is a good podcaster. He is a good podcaster. Yeah, can we start <laughs> yeah. with the positives? Let's start with the positives of this whole so piece of on the shit on the podcast. technical side of things. It was very well produced. The audio was immaculate. Nice camera. Audio. There was two camera or there was two two shots. Segways are good. I don't think Segways. they had a wide. They didn't have 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 a wide. They That's just okay. had two. Uh, we knew they were at Wahoo's because f- we saw it in the corner. Oh yeah, Wahoo's at Campus yeah. Point. I can't. I don't know if I could go back to Wahoo's now, but why would have sealed the deal? Favorite podcast that that would have sealed the deal <laughs> if like throughout the podcast they just like casually mention we're at Wahoo's or like Wahoo's. They, like, <laughs> just ordered they, there. they cut to the wide and they're both raising glasses and like, yeah, yeah. Just so you know, for the people who don't see the video, uh, video we are at Wahoo's oh, yeah. right now. Uh-huh. But wait. Yeah, no, no. I wanted, yeah, no, the the, the uh, segues, especially the one about he's talking about COVID nineteen, and he's like, you know what else? And you know what else is spreading more rapidly? Socialism. I was like, that's masterful segues. With no evidence. I learned a lot. <laughs> I know, but I'm like, I wish it was spreading. And, and to be clear, we're talking thought. about. Um... The segue is a rhetorical device, right? Not the not the yeah. sub, not the substance of the segue. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But yeah, but, sure, that was good. I guess the verbal, the ver- no, nah, dude, that's that's so good. I was impressed. I was like, I wish I could segue out in like. I have some substance like that. things that I thought were good. Um, like what? he, uh, he. Okay, so he did emphasize the need for the viewers to social distance. That they should do that. Yeah. He said that at the top yeah. of it, even though he did a bunch of outrageous things that kind of undermine that, but he, he did say that they should. Um, he emphasized that small businesses are hurt. That's true. That's true. 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 Um, and he did a true. lot of white knighting for small businesses, which we appreciate. <laughs> we appreciate. A lot of Someone's got to fight small for small business. businesses. Um, is that it? Uh <laughs> But it's so unfortunate that like, yeah, we want to be supporting small businesses, but some small businesses throughout the Central Valley have like chosen sides in order to like get their business. Oh, yeah. So instead of just like not saying anything, they're they're, like strong on the right in order to get their businesses. It's -hmm. it's pretty sad. Mm -hmm. What the what the right would call virtue signaling they're doing. Yeah. 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 Their the whole appeal is that we don't want to do any social distance. Like, please, please come, come in. in. Like, that's their own thing. Or, or my, what did you or like my favorite, the, the, the barbershop people being like, well, because of, oh, we're protesting. Because of Newsom, we're, we'll be cutting hair in the parking lot if you want to come. That, but that's what he yeah, wants. <laughs> I'm like, how is that a protest? What do you yeah. think? What, David, what did you, what did you think? What did you like, first like, of all, before did we Did you like sh- anything? Did you like any of it? Me? <laughs> any positive? Any positive? Um, before we go, we go. Well, let me in. just start off by saying that uh, Gary used to be like a coworker of mine, Gary Bredefield. I uh, used to work in the city of Fresno. Um, I interned twice uh, for Esmeralda Soria, 
um, like two different yeah. semesters. And then that kind of got me a job Shout with um, the office of council member Oliver Baines, where I was like a service aide to the West Fresno community. Okay. Um, and I really enjoyed that job because I was able to speak to my neighbors. You know, I'm from Southwest Fresno and I was really able to uh, gauge where their issues were, um, like what, what, what issues they had and able to like um, get that done through the city of Fresno. So I, I liked that job and that's kind of where, uh, you know, I sort of worked with Gary. I never really like spoke with him, but I mean, we were in the same office space in, in, the, yeah. in the council so you chamber. Him, like just walking down. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. So I'd see him often, him, Steve Brandau, um, all the other council members from like last year, 2018, 2017, around there. Um, And it was interesting times. I mean, they were friendly, but (laughs) when they open their mouths um, in front of a camera, uh, they get... uh, That seems to be the case. They're pretty messy. They put... They put on the persona. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I think it, a lot of it is a persona. A lot of the things, I, I bet if you cornered Mr. Bradfield at a, at a party and he was drinking like, I don't know what a conservative's drink, like a, like an old fashioned, he was drinking an old fashioned and you were like, what do you really feel about COVID? He would, he would agree with you about a lot of the things happening. Honestly, I really think a lot I of would, this, I would love all to this is aesthetics. Would, honestly, it's all a persona, like fully. I would love to have a beer with Gary, man. I love that guy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's just funny, Quiet man. Beer. I appreciate the, I appreciate the chaos he brings to the council. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could it's have like, a beer with Gary. <laughs> I'll have a beer for one time. Just be like, what is? You think up, he drinks man? beer? I don't know. I prefer stouts. I hope, I hope he does. I hope he drinks yeah, wine. Yeah, wine. Just wine. But I mean, but right. uh, Tommy hit it like nail on the head. Like that was like my positive was that through this podcast that we like just tuned into, we see that we do agree on a lot of stuff. We do agree that COVID is increasing. Sometimes the rhetoric is just kind of funky and then they, um, they derail themselves into this false, uh, narrative of socialism being, I guess, worse than COVID. Um, that's problematic, but like we did hear them say things like people having access to healthcare as being an issue or overloading or um, overcrowding like hospitals. Um, so we do see in this podcast that right. I mean, they're, I think they mean well, but they just sort of have this idea that the government is the, the problem, even though they directly yeah. benefit from the government and then there are big corporations that just take total control, but apparently that's no problem to them. Um, so yeah, I, we, we have a lot in common, but they just, yeah, there was, I don't know. There was that one bit where he was talking about like, yeah, so there, there was a bit about like, we shouldn't have closed everything down. We should have had like, we should have targeted like, uh, those people who are immunocompromised or just people who are susceptible to the disease. And I'm like, yeah, I would have, I would agree. We should have done mass testing. Mm-hmm. We should have identified but at the who time has... they were against, you know, spending money. on. Yeah, testing. they were. I was like, what the fuck? No. So why the fuck were you? And then like, oh, then we should have like medical leave for mm. teachers. I'm yeah. like, you're so close. Yeah, to it. Right. Right. <laughs> you're what you're describing. But that's because I feel like we've moved like... to the Overton window so far that they are like, yeah. they've had to seed ground. So you, this is something I wrote down. At one point he says that it made sense to, close things down and we didn't know what was going on, you know, and when, when the hospitals were in danger of being overwhelmed, you know, 
And at the time when we did close things down, that was not what he or any conservative was saying. They were saying, we can never shut down. This is crazy. Like, we, you know, but they've moved because of everything going on. They have moved to see that that was the right choice. But now they've reframed it as, but that part is over. Now there's less uncertainty. Things have gotten better, even though there's no real evidence of that. Nope. It's kind of worse. Mm-hmm. They were like talking about how like the uh, hospitals were closed or like which empty is just here in the Central Valley. Though. Which no, it was empty at the beginning, but that's because I knew that it was gonna lag in the Central Valley because we're like really far apart. I remember from each other. Like we're not. You made jokes that Fresno gets everything like last. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we get <laughs> everything trend, last. Like yeah. trends, every trend, anything cool, we get last, and even everything worse, we get last. Like so, we got COVID really mm-hmm. late. Everything comes to the valley late. And now that I predicted this from the very start that this is going to happen, because people are going to get too comfortable. They're like, oh, yeah, it's gone. And then people are like, yeah, we, 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 uh, cur- uh, what's it called? <laughs> Plan the curve. And then, yeah. but if you look at the chart, it's like, it never flattened. It just kept going up. So, but, dude, yeah. But most of it, it is reasonable. I was like, yeah, this is like kind of reasonable. But then once they talk about socialism, it's like, it, it, what, it goes off the rails. I'm like, what the are you talking about? The thing that was about? constantly in my mind watching it was like, there's like the big problem with letting people who like don't believe in government like run it is that or that or rather don't believe that government has the ability to fix problems like and you let those people run government is that when it comes time for government to fix a problem they lack the imagination necessary to embrace the policy it would take to you know kind of kind of uh, counteract these like major systemic issues like like climate change is such a huge existential threat they lack the imagination they are barely catching up to like a carbon tax or these very milk toast things that might have worked like three decades ago like they lack the imagination to, to deal with a major pandemic because it's just outside of the realm of their like tiny tiny moves because it's just not their wheelhouse their wheelhouse is enabling business that's it yeah or at times like when it comes to environmental destruction and environmental racism often these politicians um want to like represent their people but i don't know if they are actually at the forefront of experiencing the environmental damages in our communities of color in particular uh so i grew up in west fresno and there's an awful stench and asthma rate is bad i used to run laps around school and just feel like super hard chest pains i'm asthmatic and I don't know yeah. if they necessarily experience that in like North Fresno, yeah. Clovis area. But I mean, like yeah. being very exposed to these issues have kind of like woken me up. And I think they just kind of lack that mm-hmm. openness toward what other struggles look like. Yeah, they don't know. They just don't know. But you're yeah. right. Um, <laughs> I think socialism is the answer. Uh, you mentioned a lot of yeah. different things of... Uh, it's surprising that you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 want to be op- we, we want to be open here. I think most of us we're all leftists at some point. Like we're definitely left. Mm. I would describe myself as a socialist. I'd be like, yes, I'm not even democratic socialist. I'm just like, yeah, just like regular socialism. <laughs> I, don't know. Socialist. I don't know. I haven't picked. Uh, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't picked a flavor or Marxist. No, yeah, definitely not a Maoist. Yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. I feel like I'm a we'll non-binary see. socialist. Like I don't. I'm, I'm like yet. I'm like an EV socialist. Where it's I'm like curious. I don't know which one. Yeah. Definitely not a tanky. But no, we'll not see. a tanky. No, never a tanky. A we tanky. don't defend Stalinism <laughs> here. Not in this podcast. We'll I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll <laughs> stop rubbing your chin like that. <laughs> I'm like, huh. But it is like it's just they're not that educated yeah. about like 
actual any sort of philosophy on the left like i i've i've noticed this about like uh right wingers especially after just like seeing their facebook posts a lot it's just they think the democrats are leftists mm-hmm. they call them leftists they call them socialist communists and i'm like they're not even that they're not even on the left fair, they're like the republican party is like so right. far to the right that anything to the left of the, yeah like regular conservatives look like progressives to them yep. you yeah. know that's just and then the democrats not even on the left <laughs> if you look at the political compass they're not even on the left they're like on the center right and one thing one thing and like i don't know if you guys encounter this where you kind of feel crazy sometimes one thing that i found really interesting with the podcast was that they like totally flip and reframe the narrative we have about them where we're like you guys are just really really far to the right and everything you know to the left of that just looks totally unreasonable because of that and they're like no you guys are just so far to the left that everything to the right of you just looks unreasonable we're the ones that have been the same the whole time which just like is historically inaccurate like just not you know not true but like you know it's it's just it's just like strange to see that yeah, it's like he like for example, like when he said like or Gary was like, Oh, Beto O'Rourke wants to take your guns away. I'm he like, did say that. That's socialism. That I'm like, socialism. Yeah, he said that, but I'm like, that's not socialism. Like literally Karl Marx says, Don't take their guns, don't take the proletariat's guns away. Exactly. Like, they would probably you get your you, they would probably be uncomfortable. Yeah, you get your guns. They'd probably back. be uncomfortable to know like how much in common they have as far as gun rights go with like, <laughs> No, I was like, bro. I don't like, think they've guys, opened the communist manifesto. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's not even that that long. Just read it. No, nah, man. We got they read their Ayn Rand. They get it. They, <laughs> they get uh, it. Dude, and like, and then he kept. They kept talking about like how socialism has creeped into where. Fresno. I'm like, where, where, where? Literally, literally. Who? literally. Who? <laughs> okay, I'm I'm right here, but I get what yeah. you mean. Like, what what elected official? You, but like, yeah, what elected official yeah. is? So socialist? that's another thing. It's like. Uh, we have a democratic majority on the council, but they, and they, some of them identify as like progressive, but they don't accept that terminology of being classified mm-hmm. as a socialist. So I saw like on Twitter, Miguel Arias, like replied to someone um, saying like, well, I've been called worse things like a socialist. Like that's putting a real dent in like this movement. Um, every time we <laughs> inch further away from, the left toward like equality and equity we are going even closer to the right which is fascism Mm -hmm. um so i think we need to do a better job i mean i'm hopeful you know things are getting better dsa is growing in membership our our chapter uh, we're doing fine we're doing really good things for the community we had a mutual aid Mm -hmm. network so working class people giving um supplies anything um in this time of this pandemic um, which was really great that we had for like a few months. And mm-hmm. that's, that's socialism. I mean, it's like anarchist principles. And, you know, we actually do have some people who like really go deep into the weeds of like theory and all that. But basically all of us were pretty <laughs> yeah. much just inspired by like Bernie Sanders with like these basic ideas of why not just give everyone free healthcare? Why not just right. give everyone um tuition free college um we came into the movement because of these basic ideas and i think it just to me it's it's compassion like i read a lot of buddhist yeah. buddhist books and follow like yep. Thich Nhat han and they aren't like explicitly no, socialist or oh, communist yeah. but they like they base the their teachings are based off of this idea of just like making sure everyone's taken care of and the, the right yeah. just doesn't really Empath- see that <laughs> Yeah, there's no empathy. There's mm-hmm. no empathy on the other wow. side. They're just like, dude, fuck you. You take 
pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Right. There's no collectivism at all. There's just like I hate this idea of individual <laughs> individualism where it's like it's your bad, you fucked up. That's why coronavirus is fucking us the way it is. It's because like it's every man for himself. There's like no collective uh spirit to take care of everybody. They're just like who cares? Yeah, I, I feel like, like um I feel like a pandemic is a problem that like American capitalism specifically is like least equipped to solve yep. because our extremely individualist nature, our extremely market driven nature mm-hmm. is anth- antithetical to quarantine, social distancing, all of the things that might have helped. And then on top of that, our extremely profit driven healthcare system uh, just, you know, de incentivizes all of us to even seek medical attention in the first place. Oh my gosh. So it's just a, it's yeah. just a fucking mess. Um, yeah, dire, very dire state of things. Dire straight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what fun. I should have called the, uh, that's what mm-hmm. I should call episode two. Well, oh, no, not too late. What was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, when he said that, like, yeah, they are two council members. They talking about Esmeralda Lasoria and Miguel Arias did a socialist communist, uh, pilgrimage to AOC. And I'm like, bitch, they're, they're they're not socialists. Yeah. They're not. This, I mean, who are you? To be, I just frame it that way. I mean, uh, does AOC no. uh, identify as, I mean, she identifies as a democratic socialist, doesn't she? Does she? Yeah. She came out yeah. of a uh, DSA chapter. In yeah. New York. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, but I just don't get this idea that she's like the, I don't know, the Joan of Arc of like the left and like going to see her as this like holy <laughs> pilgrimage that all communists must Weird. take before they can, you know, grow their Marx beard. It just makes no we, sense. Yeah, we actually had some members of our DSA chapter who text banked for AOC. So I, I credit them. Yeah. Uh, Alex Orozco, he's a nice comrade of mine. Um, I credit him for like helping AOC win. Um, and then I just thought of something like I worked with Gary, um, kind of like just in the council and I, I am an openly, I openly identify as a socialist. (laughs) I wonder how, how much that would have spooked them back then to just Mm -hmm. like, no, that like socialism is in here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, he's creeping in. It's interesting to ask the question of whether or not they actually think of socialism as this like. Uh, lethal destructive force that's like creeping in and infecting people's minds or if that's just a rhetorical device to scare people into voting for them it's it's interesting to like exactly that question yeah i think it might just it's your tactics yeah um like i used to watch like fox news a little bit just to kind of see what's on their side and i used to deliver pizzas and like tune into conservative radio um and it is just a lot Mm. of rhetoric and fear tactics i remember one clip in particular on Fox News where they were like trying to basically they were trying to like get people not to breastfeed and instead do baby formula which to me watching that it was just kind of like uh okay to me watching that it was just kind of like them trying to sell a product (laughs) right like baby formula so when I was watching it there it was two like panelists like one on one side of the screen one on the other and they weren't even like talking they were just yelling the whole time that um people should get baby formula because breast there's like a study came out or something and breastfeeding isn't actually that good (laughs) so Mm -hmm. to me it's just kind of crazy like they're just shouting at each other not even like trying to argue for one position or the other they're just basically telling people to buy baby formula which is just perpetuating this capitalist nature which i think is what's fundamental to 
the problem with uh, like our neoliberals, our, our conservative Democrats, our Republicans, and our um, yeah, our, our conservatives. Um, they just have this mindset like they are they're almost there, but then they like give in to this uh, market driven um, system. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to uh it's like uh accidentally left. I oh, love that. Oh yeah. yeah. I love where it's just like you're 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 saying leftist stuff. And I'm like, and I wish they were right. I wish socialism was bigger as well, big as they think it we is. Should, we should we should we should give Valley. them a little credit. Um it is true that like prior to the 2016 election, it would it was unthinkable that a, a democratic socialist could become the number two on a on a um extremely you know pivotal primary race to go up against um you know donald trump of course he did lose to hillary clinton but only you know only you know it got really close um and then Mm -hmm. after that um after donald trump was elected you did see an increase in um membership of various leftist organizations although people tend to fixate on the dsa because they think that that represents something um some sort of long trend that's happening but I think that the real thing is that as the Democratic Party has become more centrist with time and the Republican Party has become far more like far to the right, there is no place for um, pop, uh, populist leftist people with those ideals to go. So over time, you know, they've been scattered to the winds. And I feel like you see the populism on the right has coalesced around Donald Trump with all the promises he made and populism on the left is starting to coalesce again and try to kind of force the Democratic Party back to where it should probably be, which is a leftist party. But, you know, of course, it's not quite there yet. Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, like I wear a lot of hats. So co-chair of the Democratic Socialists of America, really proud to like represent um, our folks. I'm on my second term. I'm also like involved with the Democratic Party. Um, so I was in a, I'm, I am an elected delegate to the California State Party. Um, as an elected delegate to Assembly District 31, which is Joaquin Ramulet's district. Um, and I was just elected to be a Bernie Sanders pledged delegate oh, to yeah, the DNC. Right. I saw that. Um, yeah, that's dope. So I'm pretty involved. And I know there's a lot of like issues with the Democrats, um, oh, yeah. a bunch. And mm-hmm. just like being at conventions and stuff and actually seeing this in person, like people kind of siding with zionists and not in favor of like a free palestine um just that in your face is just really disturbing but i mean i'm hopeful and you know time is running out but um i see a big big movement um that for a while i I had said that socialism was on the horizon and i think it actually is just kind of it's there it's almost there it it is there almost Um, there yeah, and um not sure if you were all going to mention anything else, but I think that kind of brings me to like an announcement that I had to make. Oh, <clears throat> announcement. So I, don't, I don't know if it's like a big secret because it's like on public <laughs> documents through the yeah, county. Yeah, it is public documents. Um, and this, this will actually an air on Wednesday. This is an exclusive. Oh. Well, this will air Wednesday. So, I mean, you're, I think you're announcing on Monday. I mean, I mentioned it to a few groups and you can air it whenever you want. Um, shout out to yeah, everyone yeah. who's listening. This is a great podcast, by the way. I really love them. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the announcement is that I am running for Fresno Unified School District uh, School Board. So I'm running to be a trustee for the Amazing. Fresno High area. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to necessarily be running like as a socialist, like elected socialist to the school board. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm running be- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm running for other reasons. 
Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I hope to get a lot of support from progressive folks, uh, but I think it's just kind of time for 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 young people to be stepping up into these spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned to you all before, like I'm still trying to figure out who I am. Like I come from immigrant families. Like my, my mom is from El Salvador. My dad is from Guatemala. Uh, my dad for a while, for a long time, was a custodian. My mom was a certified nursing assistant. Um, so they, they didn't get paid too much. And, you know, I was able to survive with what I had and what they were able to provide. And then being um, displaced from San Francisco and moving to Southwest Fresno, just another big shock and wave. And I'm just kind of like here, <laughs> graduated from college, first generation um, college graduate, first in my family, worked like three jobs at one point, to like pay bills and all that. Damn. Um, so all of this is like new to me and I never thought I'd really be involved in politics until I entered DSA, the Democratic Socialists of America and realized, you know what, we can be building power. We can, um, change things for the betterment of the working class. Because at the end of the day, like, as we listen to to the podcast and them talking about their constituents, we are the working class. We, we should be united. We shouldn't be focusing too much on all of these things that divide us, but trying to just help each other out. Why not have a little compassion? why not think about the struggles of other folks? Um, and so running for school board to me, and there's a lot that comes into the the decision as to why I'm running, but I essentially just want to be equitable. Sure. We can, uh, elect a Mm -hmm. young Latino to school board, but I feel like we can be doing much more at all levels of government and starting at the, at the school board level would be great to just kind of prepare our youth to be fighting for a more equitable world. Um, so that's my big announcement and, um, haven't really like publicly said it in any other space like this, uh, but really happy to be sharing well, it with you. Well, I, this will be yeah. the clip. This will be the well, clip. <laughs> I, I speak for both of us when I say we're so honored to be the platform you chose you. to debut this information. <laughs> and we're both so impressed by you because when I look at our representation in government, I see people who are frequently older, out of touch. White. Uh, white and and indeed out of touch with even our politics Old. like you know a little bit you know to the right of us to where we are as a group of people so i think it's so inspiring to see someone you know who is actually is actually doing the work and trying to and not just make change in some sort of vanity project like running for president but like you know the school board something <laughs> that people don't think yeah. about that actually makes a lot of decisions that are pivotal pivotal for our community. yeah you know so we we really we're very excited to see how this goes yeah yeah we'll definitely talk more about it as you're i don't know i don't even know how the campaign for that works because i know other people because that's about right. to start because like i saw the list of people running yeah campaign season like, during covid um it's so interesting oh yeah it's gonna be interesting it's, yeah it is very interesting and again this is all just new to me i'm learning as i'm going uh i hope to have the community support and like have people like identify with someone who's running um like myself but i mean we do have some pretty good pretty good ideas that we're brewing i say we because i am working with like a few other young people this campaign is going to be totally like grassroots um totally youth-led completely youth-led um and we have some good ideas and it's time for us to be taken seriously mm-hmm. and to be given a chance to work with the other school board members to implement policies to allocate money in uh, from the budget to uh, just making sure that um, our youth are taken care of. So don't want to reveal yeah. too much about like what we're brewing because yeah. it'll come mm-hmm. as it's being yeah. developed, but we do have some, you know, campaign platforms. Um, and uh, yeah, can I'm just, I'm excited. Speak, can you speak to any of your like major priorities here today? 
yeah what would be your major priority at least your your guiding light you know the the main thing so i like to think of our campaign as um encompassing uh themes of education of access and to equity access you know that that could mean a number of things i know like with health when it comes to like healthcare, like you kind of want to avoid that word when it comes to access especially under covid um we want to be making sure that all of our youth have like the technology needed to um learn yeah. under covid mm-hmm. so um when i mean working with other folks i also mean working with other a- agencies because FUSD could be limited to some extent. Um, we're actually the third biggest school district in the nation. And um, oh, wow. we really? could be working with other agencies like Fresno County, like the city of Fresno, um, to ensure that we have like hotspots, like Wi-Fi hotspots. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, yeah, there, there's a lot to sort of think about, but um, I just want to make sure that we're being equitable, that we have access and that we're being educated. Uh, another big thing that like I am pretty passionate about would be ethnic studies, like having that as a requirement uh, in Fresno mm-hmm. Unified School District. Like, why why not combat racism at an early at an early age and uh, make sure that youth are being exposed to cultural cultural differences, like uh, like diversity in, in culture, and that we're learning about uh, stuff that doesn't necessarily come out of those history books. I mean, you've read those history books. Um, What do you, what do you think about just kind of like what we were taught and then kind of growing up into like what we then learned? It's pretty whitewash. I was like, (laughs) what is this? Like, I was like, yes, the pilgrims just sold the Indians. Just let them have it. You know, (laughs) they had a big dinner and let them have the land. When you're a child, I feel like you're, concept of American history, what you're taught is very much like a mythologized history. Like it's very much, um, you know, sort of a, it's sort of yeah. a grand narrative. Um, and that's, I suppose that's understandable in some sense because children are stupid and we need, you know, something that we can hold on to. And I'm going to put that, I'm going to take yeah, that clip. Take out it out of the context. Context. <laughs> children, children are so are stupid. stupid. Yeah. Trouble. Um, but at the they're same time, woke. they're <laughs> so <laughs> woke. No. Yeah. But at the same time, um, these, these extremely like thorny issues, like it's really important that kids know about them when they do try to teach us about slavery, but in like a really, perhaps not the right yeah. way. And, you know, I, I think mm-hmm. that, I think that with, I think that with our, our education, our understanding of history, that is like the biggest weak spot, especially in primary mm-hmm. school education. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think our, how our, how we got educated, especially about racism uh, it's not very, I guess, nuanced mm-hmm. or just, it's not, it's, it's probably wrong. Cause like, this is how you end up, how we got taught about racism is how you end up with people saying racism ended with the civil oh rights. Movement. And then the way <laughs> we talk exactly about the civil how... rights movement is also like wonky as fuck. Like, like for example, the, yeah. the mythology of the civil rights movement is that the way you achieve civil rights is that you stoically accept abuse from the state until the state decides that it was wrong to do that. And it, they change their mind magically yeah that's like that's like the mythology of martin luther king they don't fixate much on the fact that he was ultimately assassinated they don't fixate on the no. thoughts they don't fixate on all of the like real like it wasn't just like die-ins and marches you know there was a lot happening and there was also a lot of different conflicting schools of thought about what should be done at that time it wasn't everyone didn't just agree that nonviolence was the way to accomplish this thing you know and and yeah. and I, I think that speaks to the fact that in high school we're just trying to get everybody through so that they can go to college and theoretically get a job like we don't want to get into the nuance of this like very complicated history 
Yeah, I wish I did learn all that stuff, um, like how MLK was assassinated, uh, and then according to like the podcast we listened to, the the, the Confederates just had issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just they just had issues, you know. They're just we don't really know anything about yeah. them, but you know, they had. We're not really versed yeah. in their background, so that's why they want to tear down the founding fathers. You damn right, bitch. We're coming for them all, yeah, dude. <laughs> we, we talk- we're, we're not saying Talk founding fathers. We're saying frameworks of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my yo, the framers. Remember the three fifths compromise? Remember mm-hmm. that? That was in the Constitution. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, you guys are pretty racist. Uh, but uh, more importantly, has Devin Nunes seen Hamilton? Dude, yeah, has he seen Hamilton? I haven't. Dude, can't be right. I don't want to ever. I've seen. I've see seen Hamilton. it. I've seen it. I have hot. Do you takes. like it? Um, okay. So, uh, so, so the idea of founding fathers rapping is an innately corny idea. We can all agree. Innately it's, corny. Yeah, because Lin Manuel, Lin Manuel Hamilton is. Uh, well, here's the tea though. Like, he's not like he's not even currently Hamilton. Like Broadway shows have revolving casts. Like if you ever see it in person, it won't be him. Just. To, but anyway. But yeah, anyway, but the anyways, take the hot take. Besides the point. So, as a musical. Like Hamilton, like as as far as a me, the medium of musical, like Hamilton is a genius level masterwork. Like it is like immaculately com- created, like structured the motifs. Like it's just like it's just an incredible success. Like it's a, it, but it's also a popular. It's it's a piece of pop culture, so it has this like wide broad appeal, and because of that, it makes certain um, compromises on the history like for example de-emphasizing the whole slavery thing it's like mentioned like four times right but it doesn't and it doesn't grapple with a lot of the like thornier issues about these framers of the constitution because to do so would undermine the dramatic narrative and create too much cognitive dissonance right so i think people who don't like hamilton because of that are totally valid However, I hate Hamilton because Lin Manuel Miranda's. But sucks. however, it is like a genius level masterwork. Like it's just, it's, Don't say no, that. it is. It's like it's 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 just. I mean, it's just it's just that's that's just that's just the facts. That's just the facts. I re- I re- I refuse to watch it I just because Lin Manuel is so. That's boring, fine, dude. but I can't get that's over smile. it. That's smirk. That's smirk. Yeah, dude, that that's smirk. I- yeah. But and you know it's it's funny how people have really turned. We all like the 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 listeners like what why was there a pause? We all did like, it. Just so you know, we visually on the Zoom all try to do the Lin Manuel smirk. You know, I I it's interesting how people have really turned on Lin Manuel Miranda like in the last like three years or so. It's interesting. I've been on that hate train for the but entire. It's, three I think years. it's like very much a Titanic backlash. Like it's very much that like. Like people, when something, no. when something becomes like mega popular, there is like a turn because it becomes too sincere, too widely liked. I have never even listened to a Hamilton I know, song. I know you I haven't, never. but I will never. Me neither. It. I just can't speak Unless, okay, on You it. know what? But yeah, but, 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 but if, I, if, if, <laughs> if I do get, I'm just saying, if I do get free tickets to Hamilton, I will go see it. It's really in oh, Broadway, in Broadway, in New I, York. That's no, the only but place I swear I will to God, Hamilton. if you did watch it, you would be fucking crying at the end. Like you would be bawling. It is I, tremendously successful at what it is trying to do. Like it's like it's just yeah. I, All right. Well, we'll we'll get off. No, one of these pods, we're gonna watch Hamilton. Good. We're gonna live stream that. That's what uh, we're gonna no, do. I, to watch I love Hamilton. performative art, but I, I have never seen it, and I haven't seen a lot of movies. Like I mentioned, 
Toy Story or earlier, but um, You're like that's the only that's, movie I've seen. <laughs> I actually really love Toy Story, like all around. But um, yeah, I haven't watched I too it. many movies. Like I'm so behind. I I I just watch like nature documentaries, like Planet Earth and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But um, what is what is like your favorite like recent documentary? Recent documentary. There was this like funny Netflix um, series. I forget exactly what it's called, but it's just it's so confusing because I don't know if it's a show for kids or like a show for anybody. (laughs) But like I (laughs) laughed my ass off to it. It was just so good, informative, and funny. I'll have to find the name of it. it. Was it Midnight Gospel? Was it that? Was it? Was it? No, not not anime. It was like a nature show and. just hilarious like the narrator is supposed to be like mother earth and then she hmm. talks about the animals in her like kingdom on her i guess whatever <laughs> but i have to find it because it's so good Fascinating. so funny so funny but anyway yeah i a little bit about who i am i don't watch too many movies but i like documentaries yeah see we will vote that's 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 the platform he's running on i don't watch but i do movies. watch documentaries oh i'm gonna be canceled so you should vote right for away. me <laughs> No, no, that's not a cancelable. This motherfucker hasn't seen Mean Girls. <laughs> I've seen Mean Girls. Um, oh, that you can't vote then for him. Seen one third of all pop culture. That's it. You're good. Yeah, you just got to see Mean Girls, The Office, one oh, yeah, and, then you're <laughs> and uh, yeah, these are the more important things that people vote on. How does that? How have does you the, seen The Office? Uh, no, I don't want Emma to either. But have you? I, I yeah. do love The Office. Everybody does. See, that's a very politician oh my answer right there. You're becoming a politician. Oh my now. gosh. <laughs> you can't be a politician. <laughs> you got to appeal. See, that's, to that's the- like, a, that's something else. It's like, I don't know how, like, I don't know if y'all believe me, but it's like, I don't want to kind of morph myself into a politician. Like, I want to be yeah. as real as I can be and mm-hmm. true to my community. Um, I yeah, just, I sure. like, throughout my like adult life, at least, with getting involved, it's just been sort of, attending a meeting because you want to help out and then that kind of leads to another opportunity mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden people are nominating you for something and that's just kind of how it's been and i feel like in my community yeah. especially like in southwest fresno growing up in the hood like not a lot of people had those opportunities or they were pretty much set up to mm-hmm. fail so i have friends who like were killed or just you know dropped out of school or all these other things um and if mm-hmm. i have the opportunity to like make us uh be different and championing ideas to uh change things to in pursuit of equity then then i'll go ahead and do it i think i'm like generally like an introvert (laughs) um but if i gotta step up um i'm gonna do it like i I feel like i have nothing to lose um you know Mm -hmm. you know i did graduate from fresno state with like a degree in political science and i minored in philosophy i always thought like i was going to go into just working for a nonprofit, which i do now I work uh, for a local nonprofit and I work with the youth and through working with them specifically is it was kind of a wake up call. Like they have some ideas. They are pretty smart. They are pretty woke, um, especially with their access to like social media and just being given information other than like their textbooks or those history channel documentaries. Um, They have, they are waking up and I feel like they can be better, even better represented by someone who isn't so generate generationally distant from them. Like I, I yeah. am a prod mm-hmm. direct product yeah. of Fresno Unified School District. Um, and they right now it's Gen Z, like they're hella woke. They're no, they are like my brother, my, like my youngest. Oh, brother. I, you, I thought He's, you were going to talk about no, no, the, other not one. the other brother. 
not the other one. We'll talk about that on a different episode. Behind the paywall. But, uh, <laughs> behind the paywall. Behind the paywall. But uh, uh, my youngest brother, he is, uh, wait, how old? He's like 18, I think. He's 18. Uh, he just graduated from Clovis East and he's going to Clovis Community. But, and like all my cousins, all my little cousins, like, I guess they're not that little because they're like 18, 17. But they're all like, you know, all behind BLM, mm-hmm. like all about that stuff. Like they know everything. I wish I was that smart when I was their age. <laughs> so I was like, I was, I don't even know what I was carrying at that point. Like <laughs> saying, oh my God, I love Obama or yeah. like some shit uh, like that. <laughs> it was like, yeah, Obama's great. That's like how politically engaged I was. But like, they're like really politically right. engaged. Like they just have better, have a better sense of what's going on. But I guess that's just the result of what the fuck's been going on for the past, I guess, six years. Yeah. So Devin, Devin was right on that, that, that the youth uh, are like explicitly anti-capitalist. Um, that's kind of like yeah. the room temperature check I'm getting from like the youth I work with is that they understand that this system yeah. is just like not benefiting us like working class people. And it's just directly benefiting this like 1% youth. Uh, major corporation owners and whatnot, CEOs. Yeah. I think the youth being so aware of how like toxic and bad like capitalism and their future prospects are is like the greatest indictment of capitalism that you could even have because even like the youngest people who should have the most hope like have none. You know, they're looking at this and they're like, yeah. okay. It's it's Every, that. everything is built for me to fail, like built for me to be exploited or fail. It, it's that, and it's like, oops. Okay, y'all can you can hear me? Okay. Yes. It's, yeah, yeah. So it's that, and it's also like, um, I kind of still want to be alive in the future. Like, I mm-hmm. just kind of want like <laughs> yeah. a planet to live on. Right. So, yeah. like, the most popular right. issue, like, with the youth that I work with specifically, is environmental justice right. because yeah. Yeah. they're just worried about. <laughs> being able to have a place, a planet to live on. Um, and actually the incumbent, as I like was doing more research, um, that really like got me to run. Like I found out has stocks with BP oil. It's like these youth are passionate about environmental justice and, um, stopping climate change from these disastrous effects. And your representative is like heavily invested in, um, climate change. (laughs) So yeah, I think we could we could do better. I think it's time for just the youth to be stepping up, and um, they care about their lives. <laughs> one one thing yeah. I do want to ask you about, and you touched on this a little bit earlier, because um, you are like a very civic minded person, and you have like, you know, won races, and you know, gotten, and you are trying to get even more involved into, into politics, even at the local level. Um, and in episode one of this podcast, I asked our guest, you know, sort of about. Um, that a lot of people go into politics with like very good intentions and ultimately get absorbed by a system that an individual could never hope to overcome. And I guess I, you know, and being that you're someone who's like almost a politician in his infancy, um, you know, you have the beginnings of a stump speech, you know, you got access, education, et cetera. Um, how, how does one guard against being absorbed by a system like that? Um, yeah, so just to start off, um, yeah, this is a good friend of mine. Uh, I enjoyed listening to her and I feel like she kind of hit the nail on the head, um, of how people are so absorbed. And that's something I was going to mention earlier, actually, is that sometimes you can just kind of tell like why people are sort of in it. Um, and that's, I don't know if it's just like a BS meter, but 
obviously like stepping into spaces, the people who like speak up the most, like they kind of are just pursuing that clout. And you really need to be paying attention to those folks who are actually coming from communities who are on the front lines of uh, police brutality, of environmental racism. Um, So how not to get absorbed into that culture um, of like becoming that politician? Well, um, I don't I don't have any other political aspirations like, yeah, I was a poli sci major, but like with this election in particular, earlier this year at the start, I did not know, I didn't did not have plans to run at all. Um, and I had spoken with someone like who was in the scene and, or whatever. And uh, I was kind of just like telling them how I felt about like why I want to run. And they're like, well, you know, this person is an incumbent. She's been on there for since like 2004. Um, you might not have the best chances of winning. Like, why don't you think about another seat? Um, and I'm like, another seat like this isn't like a game this isn't like just be trying to you know win something for for me no it's like i just feel like things have kind of just fallen into place for me to just um be blessed enough to 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 be able to run um so yeah it's just i I don't know how other folks do it but like i you know I, i have a lot of interests i like music i have a music blog um i was gonna ask about that at the end but, oh really yeah we'll, we'll wait we'll wait i have a lot of interests you know i play frisbee um and i'm sure other politicians have whatever their their interests themselves but i mean i so i what you're don't see myself is, getting absorbed when i have like a backbone to fall on right what you're saying is i'm different <laughs> <laughs> i think everyone's different but i think <laughs> that's I, a very I, politician answer david <laughs> oh my gosh um i think everyone is i think everyone is different but i do i guess enjoy my own uniqueness like i i, I like to be alone at times um uh, yeah I, I guess you can say i'm, I'm different um up, up to you though how, how different i am i mean like i yeah <laughs> I, I always felt like a little bit off especially like in high school like i never had like a for sure set group of friends i would always kind of like jump around with different groups of friends. I'd hang out with mm-hmm. like some of the goths, some of the the bronies. Like I, I was in the brony club. Brony. Like brony. I was with, I was in the Asian club. Uh, I was in the French club. <laughs> so I am okay. a little different. Right there. I don't know. I just right gravitate toward a lot of different um, interests. I, I guess just like you personally know, you speaking. Know. You need a, you need Nico Lowell's endorsement. To boost boost your campaign. Oh, I love my friend Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get if you, she endorses you, you'll get the seat immediately. Yeah, I, I actually took a picture of her once, and she had like a shirt that said "Vote for some name with the letter D on it." And I asked her if I could take a picture of it and like edit it so it says "Vote for David." <laughs> and she said I can use it whenever, but I'll have to double check with her. Oh, so for the dude. listeners who yeah, double check with who are not so sure, like what we're talking about, we're, we're talking about Nico, oh, aka. No. Boomer girl. The, okay, mm. boomer girl. It, that, yeah, that was a Fresno native. Apparently, um, apparently yeah. Um, went to Fresno but, State, right? That was. The I don't thing. think so. I don't think so. No, I don't think but, so. Um, but um, interesting. Yeah, we were. Yeah, actually, and I'll just go ahead and say it. In school, like she didn't have too many friends, and I was fortunate to be one of those friends that was able to like vibe with her. Like we were always really cool. But interesting story behind the boomer girl video. Um, you know, that infamous 
six seconds or whatever it was where she's oh, just like, okay, hey, boomer. Um, she actually called me yeah. on the phone while I was canvassing one day in South Fresno. She called me and she's like, Hey, do you have a Bernie shirt? I was like, I have Bernie shirts. Uh, she's like, yeah, I want to record this like TikTok. Um, TikTok. <laughs> and yeah, I, I actually never followed through with like getting her a Bernie shirt because the Bernie shirt that I had were like volunteer shirts. So they were very specific to like California. Mm. They just looked a little different. So uh, she ended up getting one off of like the internet, like the Bernie Sanders website. And then eventually it came and then she shot the video and then boom, she blew up. It could have been, it could have been, it could have been your t-shirt. It could have been mine. It could have been, I would have been like, yep, it would have been, dude, I'm still campaigning to uh, add her to the Fresno mural. I think she's, (laughs) The simping is like, out of control on this. Just podcast. have, just, just have her face like, there. I'm uh, like, I'm gonna hire artists. We're gonna oh add that. Gosh. Sorry, I'm simping on pod. I should probably do this. I stuff. just want you to find God. Maybe one day she'll be on this podcast. That'll so be make like that happen one simp day. central. Just simp central. We'll make that will happen. Imagine the if, simps uh, posing in front of the mural to her. Imagine. I have, oh, I have simps like dude. in my DMs. I had to like private my account on Instagram, and I still have like hella people like trying to follow me. And I'm sure like Ram goes through this That's too, um, because like Kanye West follows him. Of Kanye, everybody. oh yeah, of Kanye but, West. No, dude, I get yeah. DMs about like, can you DM Kanye in my song? I'm like, no, man, no, you that. goofy bitch. <laughs> so people are just like. You know Nico? I'm like, yeah, that's my homie. You're like, tell her I said hi. Okay, Sim. Just that. Just tell her I said hi. No, you no, tell her, her where's her my I hug? Where's <laughs> <laughs> my hug? Where's my hug? But yeah, how does the Fresno Unified School District Board vote? How does that vote actually even? When does that happen? Is that going to happen on election day? And then it's just gonna. So uh, it's all people in Fresno, people right? For like, for how do people district. vote for me? Is what you're trying for, to say? Yeah, yeah, but pretty much. Like, how does that work? Is it only for people who are in your district who could vote? For yeah, you so it just depends on the election. Yeah. Like with, with other school yeah. board districts, you could be living anywhere and vote for someone else who is just running. But mm-hmm. for Fresno Unified yeah. School District, like it is broken up into like jurisdictions, um, right? Districts, okay. um, kind of like the city of Fresno, but. Mm-hmm. smaller but sort of the same um so fresno high would be like up to shaw along like the 99 down to i want to say divisadero like just that kind of general area there are other areas um shout out to dari also who's running gotta get him on pod for sccd yeah dude what next probably probably the next one i don't know we'll see yeah he's a but, cool dude yeah, <laughs> yeah I wanna, yeah he's helping he's me out. i met him once oh yeah Really? Oh, he's helping you out right now? Like, like, you know, giving me, like, advice and stuff. He ran for Congress um, against yeah. our... Yours yeah. truly, Devin Nunes. Is circle? Yeah, Nunes, in yeah. Circle. Yeah. He's really, <laughs> he's really good at Twitter also, which I think is an invaluable skill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so is that blue check, dude? Oh. Blue check power. Someone give me blue check powers. Oh, I my God. I think you could, like, buy it off of him or something. Like, buy it or just buy off. Oh, I'm buying. Because they can transfer <laughs> it now. You can transfer. Transfer it, yeah. Uh, give, me, give, me the, give me the blue check, please. Five bucks. Yeah. So you met him once. Where again? I met I met him at a, at a protest. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, we were, me and Tommy were there. I met. I actually met Yas and... Well, I've, I've met Yas. Oh, my gosh. Time, that's but, another story. But um, I met Tommy... What? 
at a protest too, right? Oh, like, yeah. You, you did. You this, did. Is, this is just how it is and in to COVID-19. I'm going to a protest. Yeah, yeah. 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 Me too, Literally, all of the meetings I've done in the past, in the year, has just been at Well, the protest. only socializing you do nowadays is with strangers is at protests. It's going, like, going to the protests? Yeah. Um, that, I just go to work. Yeah. Like, that's it. I know. I'm fortunate to be like, able to work from home like that. I'm so blessed for that. But um, interesting kind of side story about yeah, it's like the first time I met her was during the March for Our Lives movement. So you remember that with gun violence oh, in yeah, schools? Yeah. I was interning for yeah. the office of Esmeralda Soria, and I like brought this event to her attention, like this movement. Like I was like, hey, there are these kids who are organizing against uh, gun violence, um, and they're going to have like a protest, like a march, and so. Through that, Esmeralda Story allowed me to like write up a certificate on behalf of like the city of Fresno, on behalf of the office, excuse me, um, to be able to give to the to the to the organizers. So I showed up to it was like Andrew Jans's like headquarters or whatever. And he was like letting them make posters and like giving inspirational talks or whatever. Um, and then so I like went up to Yaz and I told her I'm with the city and uh, we want to write you like a recognition for this. So on the day of like March for Our Lives, like I, they were like, Hey, do you want to like present the award? And I was like, okay. I thought I was just like writing a recognition, <laughs> but eventually what, what ended up happening was me being with a group of other speakers behind like the podium. And then me like being able to say a few words about like the recognition. And so what happened was, I was the very last speaker of the March for Our Lives event right after Andrew Jans in like campaign mode. And that was my first public speaking uh-huh. event ever in front of like two oh, to 3,000 people. And well, how was I that? was hella scared. <laughs> I was pretty terrified. Like it was my <laughs> first time speaking in front of hella people and just me just being this like shy guy. Just, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but you know, I did it, got it done. Um, really thankful for nice. Soria being able to like give me that opportunity um, mm-hmm. to like recognize the young organizers. But yeah, that's how I met Yaz. Long story short, oh, <laughs> was, was through, through March for Our Lives. Dude, I love how this, uh, we're all like connected. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Fresno Small too. I do love, I know, I love hearing all these stories. And that's about, how you know that we're like, real. We're really about this shit because we don't meet at brunches, okay? We... <laughs> we met at the we protest. Leave, we, we meet at yeah. protests. We meet at like marches. You know, socially active. Yeah. Can I say wow. one more thing about the Nunes podcast? Please, right. Okay, what? one more thing. Um, they kept mentioning the silent majority, uh-huh. and I can't wait for the silent majority to shut the fuck up. Y'all won't <laughs> shut the fuck up every day with the fucking silent majority. When are they silent, silent and when will they be the majority? We're waiting. They're none Never. of them. There's none of those never, two things. Ever. Also, they said that like the protesters never wore masks. Untrue. Were you there? Like, bitch, I was there. I was they there, weren't there. Bro. They weren't there. Devin's not in yeah, his district like, unless he's at Yahoo's doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah. But they were at the freedom rallies, right? Where there was oh, like God, almost yeah. no masks. Like that was the one with no mask. And they had like set up a stage like in the fire lane and I don't know if they had a permit yeah. or whatnot, but the police were there no taking permit, pictures. They weren't like on horses or anything like the other mm-hmm. protests. Not like the other protests. We're just like, oh, we're ready. We're ready to knock down. Oh, what a slap in the face, honestly. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. And didn't Herman right. King get killed at one of those rallies? Like, isn't that why he's dead now? What? It's- <laughs> <laughs> Rip Herman Cain. That's just so funny. <laughs>
I'm sorry, but when Herman Cain died and the last tweet was like, his last tweet was like, don't believe the hoax. I'm just like, that shit. Yeah, it man. is like comically tragic that this man, the, like the machinery of his campaign is like tweeting <sighs> for him I mean, while he's on his deathbed and they're tweeting COVID denial while he's dying of COVID. Like you couldn't write that. Herman if Cain, you wrote that, it would be ridiculous. Like it's. He was a clown. He died, died a clown. clown. Lived, his whole thing was. When you funny, live by the big like, shoes and the tiny car and the red nose, you die by the big shoes and the tiny is he was he the guy that wanted a 999 tax no that's the other one the that's Simpsons? the other one fuck who's the other one but because i keep forgetting oh, was it him there's uh, one that's a there's one Herman that's Kane. a pizza guy and that's the one who died he was a pizza ceo and the other one is a neuroscientist and he's the, and i no that's ben, ben carson, carson bro okay it's ben herman kane is the 999 guy okay I, I was listening to, God, to a podcast where they were like Ben Carson died, and then someone was like, "No, they were like, no, it was it was <laughs> no, Herman, bitch, Cain. Herman Cain. And this person was black, by the way, and she's she was like, "Oh, sorry, I get him confused." All the, you know, <laughs> they're both dumb. We're riding the cane train they're no both. more. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you have anything else? To oh yeah, add, please, uh, um, David. Plug yeah. Plug section. Any any um, plugs? If, plugs before we wrap it up. Hell yeah. So like I'm running to represent us in the Fresno Unified School District School Board as your trustee. I'd appreciate all the support. We're going to be launching our campaign Monday. If you're listening on Wednesday, you must know about it already. Super happy to like have been invited here. Um, really really love like the, the program, the, the podcast, and everything that comes with it. Um, one other plug is that yeah, I'm. Uh, with uh, the Democratic Socialists of America, and we meet monthly. But other fun stuff happens in between meetings. But we do have a meeting coming up on Sunday, so I believe that is August sixteenth. It's usually the third, usually the third Sunday of the month at two p.m. Um, if you're looking to get involved, if you're looking for some type of either like political or social home, like we're all pretty cool people. Uh, I, I can guarantee that. Like everyone's pretty chill. Um, and it's just a great place to build power and to care about your community. Um, a lot of great, great yeah. folks. And um, yeah, we're really looking forward to this um, upcoming meeting. We're going to be like endorsing candidates and uh, propositions and all that. So follow at DSA underscore Fresno. Uh, we're like so close to like a thousand followers on Instagram. On Twitter. <laughs> Oh, Instagram. Twitter, okay. we're like almost we'll at 1250, but like, I don't know. It's like, we're almost there to just these like milestones. I like to focus, we'll I like to in. focus on like genuine connections. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if you're going to come by, like, let's, let's talk, let's vent on capitalism and all that. But <laughs> so seeing, seeing the numbers um, in these milestones look nice too. I did have one more question. It just occurred to me. I'm so sorry. Ask me anything. Okay. So during my research about you, which was challenging because there's not that much, there's not that many like articles about you yet, but we know, we know it's coming. Um, (laughs) But what I stumbled upon your music blog because it's on your Twitter. Oh, wow. And and my question for you is, um, uh, is a hundred gex the Beatles of our generation? And if so, are they the music to meet this moment? <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, it just depends, like, how you view the Beatles. I mean, yeah, they're hella popular back then, right? But um, 100 Gex is going to take it. Um, wow. I listen to a lot of music. I've seen a lot of different, like, artists, and I have some favorites, but, like, 100 Gex just steals it away. And I think they are sort of at the 
epicenter of like what's going on i think um they're great oh my gosh ram's not here and he's like I the know. biggest fan that's i ordered the real like tragedy that he missed that question <laughs> you missed a question and um, wait what you, yeah wow you, i gave my take on 100 gecks when you're running this back to edit you're gonna be gagged <sighs> but um oh sorry i had to pee really missed bad the question <laughs> the question anyway i guess that's it <laughs> i think we should end it out that. there we should end on that <laughs> i'd really pee i'm we sorry be, yeah he's, he's... <laughs> to the viewers i was like holding it i was like i need this podcast to end right now so i just okay, ran well out. i guess we're gonna sign off here well now we're, signing now off we're here. really gonna end uh, yeah i gotta listen and, to and ram if you're editing this please remember to play outro music we're ending the pod no no, no we we're doing do, outro we music do outro we have music. to do it all the other okay, pods fine. do outro music I'm... it's what tells the listener no, no it's what it's what gives the oh, like waking up from a dream action ending Okay, whatever. I'm gonna outro add, music. It's playing at my voice. No, my outro voice music is, slowly, is playing right now. Slowly fading out. Slowly no, fading it's out. right it's now. So, all right. Say bye. bye, bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for having bye. me. Thank you, David. Yeah, thank you, David, for being on.